Hey everyone, Josh here. Quick question for you. Do you like coffee? Even more important question, do you like fresh coffee? Coffee that's roasted to order and doesn't taste like the bottom of your kitchen oven. If you answered yes to any of these questions, then you need to head over to McQuanoCoffee.com and get yourself some of the best coffee there is to get. Whether you like the light roast or the dark roast or you're feeling a little whimsical and you want to get that sample pack, McQuano Coffee Roasters has everything you need. And just when you thought this couldn't get any sweeter, make sure to use the promo code REFORMATORY to get 20% off all bagged coffee. Do yourself a favor and stop drinking bad coffee because you know what? Life's too short for that. Head on over to McQuanoCoffee.com and use the promo code REFORMATORY to get 20% off all bagged coffee. You will not regret it. Thanks, and now on to the show. What's wrong with you people? How do y'all feel this morning? Why do you always make me define what you meant? What? That's how I feel. I don't know why you're clapping. I'm talking about you. Hello and welcome to the Reformatory, the podcast for the local church, by the local church. My name is Josh Loftus, and I'm here with the dude, the manly man the in flannel, looking, looking the sharp. Dude. You're th- <laughs> the dude. It's the dude. What's going on, my man? Hey, hey. I, uh, What's happening? I have some Bob Seger lyrics stuck in my head right now, but I Bob won't say Seger that. Bob Seger lyrics? Yeah, See, I, I had... I, uh, I won't say that I had the gambler stuck in my head today, dude. <laughs> Got to know when to hold him. No when to hold him. Oh, Kenny. Oh. Rest in peace, Kenny Loggins. Rest in or, peace, Kenny Loggins. Dude. No, he's dude like Kenny a, Rogers, or, excuse me. Not Kenny Loggins. That's uh, Highway to the Danger Zone. Uh, yes, and Footloose. Yes. Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Both legends. Yes, Kenny let's, Rogers let's and clear. Kenny Loggins. Yes, I, like I can get down to both those songs. Both yeah. those songs are great. Yeah. Different times, but but both awesome. Jack, what's going on these days, man? Interesting times. <laughs> Josh <laughs> we, knows what I'm talking like, about. Redeeming the times uh, because the days are evil. Yeah, pretty much that. Um, interesting stuff on the forefront with ministering to service members and stuff like that yeah. and connecting them with local churches and whatnot and yeah can we talk about oh yeah can we talk about you uh, oh yeah can we talk about you getting blocked by somebody me <laughs> that, that's not where you thought i was going was it you thought no, i was no, going no, somewhere no. else i thought you were going somewhere else but yeah, yeah, yeah. uh you mean are we talking about drisky business right here Dude, what did you say son Dude, I was just say? retweeting what you said no, about. You were not. I was. You did too. not give a retweet. I I, I thought I did give a retweet. I see every retweet you give me. That or I commented. Re- I did a snide uh, gif comment on. You might have uh, commented it like underneath it, yeah. And dude, that guy has more blocks than De- than Dikembe Mutombo right now. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> Fair comparison. Um, no. Yeah, let's let's yeah, <laughs> let's riff on that real quick. Um, and again, like this isn't like we're not like we're not trying to be like the gotcha police or anything like that. But yeah. if you're still oh. listening or 
like using y- using Driscoll, like current Driscoll, <laughs> as like a sounding board, or like you yeah. gotta stop. Yeah, like the dude is off the off the trails, oh, man. bro. Off did, the rails. Yo, nuts. did you see the kid? Yeah, the kid that he, yeah that you he sent reamed? me the link. Yeah, dude, that kid. Okay, I'm not gonna say the links, but there's there's a kid that's involved in this whole scandal down in Arizona where old Drisky business is at right now with like following his family and saying like you kissed my daughter I'm going to kill you kind of stuff and I mean you know regular dad stuff <laughs> yeah re- re- regular dad stuff but dris- drisky business dad just stuff take, just take so him to like, 11 yeah this yeah. <laughs> this drisky business goes to 11 yes yeah 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 he's got so like, a, like he's got like the how dare you gosh. shirt as he's like reaming this kid uh, dude but that kid is so savage that kid is the yeah, most savage I've ever like that kid has zero craps to give. Yeah, yeah. And 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 here's the thing. Like Jack and I, like, we aren't really about like the the drama in reformdom or the clickbait or kind of the uh the more like what do you say? Like 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 people's magazine <laughs> version of like the e reformdom. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like like this isn't yeah, yeah, that's that's not what this is. That's not what this is. Um but like we are I know we've joked and talked about it before. Yeah. But yeah. In all honesty, and again, this isn't what the app is on. I don't know really yeah. how we got here. <laughs> but Driscoll ran from yeah. church discipline. Yeah. From Mars Hill. Yeah. Went down to Arizona, started his own church without like like he don't have elders right yeah. now. Like it's just him. Or 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 they're structured in a way that uh basically they can't do any any anyway. Back to his old business, because, and this is really what I want to point in on real quick, and that's the reason for this riff, is we should never be surprised when there is reoccurring sin that was never repented of in the first place. Well, we're starting to see that with uh, another guy who was, who literally said he was disqualified for an adulterous relationship, and now he's trying to come back into ministry again. Yeah, that one, so... That one That's hurts a completely on a, separate thing. We're it not does. Gonna, that one hurts on a more talk, personal level. We're not going to talk about that right now. But no, no, yes, no. there's yes, um, but 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 seriously, like like you know, people, you, you got to be careful who you read. You got to be yeah. careful who you watch. Yeah, like it, you know, it's like that old that old kid song. Like, be careful, little eyes, what you see. Yeah, right? be careful, little ears, what you hear. Sure. Like, I mean, it's 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 very true. Yeah. Like, you need to make sure that the people that you are listening to and that you're bringing into your church, you're bringing into your families, are solid. Right. And look, there's a spectrum of that, right? Yeah. Of reformed people and non reformed people that, that give good biblical wisdom yep. rooted in scripture. But just because someone is part of a particular camp or of a particular theological bent does not mean that they're solid people, right? We need, we yeah. need to go deeper than that. Um, and like we see that with, with Driscoll. Yeah. Um, and we just, like, I think we need to be careful. Uh, we just need to be careful with what we're bringing into our into our lives. Like, who are you listening to? Who are you watching? Are they sending you toward Christ? Yeah. Are they actually aiding you in the sanctification process, mm-hmm. or are they making you mean? Are they making you rude? Are they making you uh, unChristlike? Right. Yeah. Like we have to we have to be really really careful who we're bringing in now again you can listen to some solid people and still turn out that way yep. responsibility still on you right very but much so anyway yeah i just thought it was funny that uh 
We both got the band hammer. I don't even know why I got the band hammer. Honestly, like, probably because I probably because I tagged you in something. Yeah, and you, saw it. I like, think you did. I you think getting it's your that fault. business and he getting that business. It's your <laughs> fault. I blame Jack wholeheartedly because like it was like a rampage. Like guilty. It, like, everyone for like three days was like, oh, oh yeah. you blocked me, blocked me. I'm like, oh, I'm curious. One other, yeah, I'm blocked. Giving like, out blocks like okay. Oprah Winfrey out here. I hid from him <laughs> successfully for like four years. <laughs> I, I don't know how I didn't get blocked because I said I some stuff know. that was pretty out there too. Man, I don't know, man. Whatever. Anyway, I don't want to glory in glory in who blocked me. That's 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 just kind of <laughs> dumb. More of an observation. Interesting. Interesting times we live in. Yeah, very, very much, much so. so. Jack, uh, this is a majorly depressing opening riff <laughs> to <laughs> our topic today. Yeah. So why don't yeah. you why don't you uh, let let <laughs> our listeners know our people yeah. uh, what we're talking about today? Because oh, yeah. it ain't drisky. Oh, it's not drisky business. Uh, no. No, no, no. This what we're going to talk about primarily. Uh, we, when this episode releases, we are a few days away from Memorial Day. Yeah, Memorial Day will be that coming. This, if you're listening to it when this drops, it'll be this coming Monday. Yep, right? pretty much. Um, and I think it's important that we take the time out to kind of talk about why this day is important, and also why you will probably encounter people who are dealing with some sort of trauma from this or have trauma based around combat in the military and losing a loved one because I I framed it like this. Memorial Day is like every service member's Good Friday. We basically have to deal with and relive the suffering and the death of our friends. And Veterans Day in November is kind of like our Easter. Everybody's alive. We get to celebrate everybody around us. It's big. It's parades. It's glory. It's celebration. But Memorial Day is very somber. Very like. It's very sad. I'm not gonna lie. Well, I mean, um, it's, it's in the name. Yeah. Right. It's, Absolutely. We're, we're it's it is a memorial. Right. It is a day set aside to remember um, those that have died uh, yeah. you know in one way or another in the service of the country that we live in right yeah. um, and really kind of the, the the broader I think scope of of this ep is is how do you care for effectively yeah those veterans in your local church because yeah. most most local churches have veterans either young or old yeah current or retired yeah. right um, so it's it's something that I think a lot of churches deal with, and I think possibly not a lot of people know how to. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Very much so. Um, because I think the desire's there, right? Like, we're, yeah. especially in America, especially in Reformedom, we're oh, super yeah. patriotic. Yeah. Love the military. Yeah. Love our service members. Yeah. And that's great. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, but we need to understand how to help our vets how to be a resource for them and ultimately how to bring them into the church and cl- in a closer relationship with Christ so that that healing can happen. Right? Yeah, in a very healthy way, in a very loving and shepherding way as well, too. If I guess the biggest thing that I'm seeing, which is interesting as well, too, is a lot of people who've gone through very... Um, severe traumatic episodes in their life who are not people in the military will find this camaraderie with a lot of combat veterans 
And it's interesting because yeah. I'm starting to see a lot of like a lot of combat veterans are starting to like change the narrative too. Like we used to be like typecast and stereotyped as you're grumpy, uh, you're old, you're beat up, you're alcoholic, you're this, you're that, you're not very friendly and welcoming. And now it's like completely like people are actually seeing the opposite in their sure um, and just their different encounters and experiences with combat veterans because a lot of them look like I don't know Joe Schmo who's working at Bank of America. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> right I now. think I mean I think you're dealing with generational differences there. I think you're dealing with just generational differences of how to deal with trauma. Yes. How to deal with pain. Yeah. Um, and I think differences in the local church as well of how we have continued to, or not continued to in some cases, right, help these individuals, right? So you're going to see those changes happen. Yep. Um, and especially it, in our current uh, cultural moment where Afghanistan is winding down, deployments are winding down, people are coming back, people are going to get out of the military and go into civilian life, there's going to be that wave that comes. There's another yeah. wave that's coming again of people getting out of the military. Right. I mean, it's still pretty constant. I mean, we live, Josh and I live next to, and I work on a major military installation on the West Coast, and you see five, six, seven thousand 7,000 service members a year just leave the service out of that post alone. Right going into the civilian sector and the civilian world. Um, so let's talk about that really quick. Yeah. Um, let's let's talk about how we as the local church, yeah. uh, whether you're a veteran or not, yeah. right? Um, how we can help these service members who are coming out of the military yep. into civilian life. Because yep. we all know that transition can be very, very difficult, um, especially for combat vets. Yeah. First of all, I'm going to say a couple things just to preface this. Please be sure <laughs> to treat people who are of combat veterans as image bearers <laughs> and not put them on a pedestal. <laughs> yeah. There's a certain level of balance that you can have of like honoring people. Right. But just don't like, I guess a lot of, I guess there's a lot of, I'll say a trigger word maybe. If you say like you're our heroes and stuff like that. A lot of veterans are not going to say that. They're going to say the heroes are the ones that gave the ultimate sacrifice. I think it was, was it, was it either the first or second time that I had you on the podcast yeah. during, during the days of Daniel, right? <laughs> the days of Daniel. Uh, we had a pod, you and I had a podcast. We'll entitled, call that the book of Daniel. Yes, that's right. <laughs> there was that's revelations. Right. Yes. And there was the days of Daniel. There was the, there was the man in the furnace and all <laughs> They were good, and he had a huge beard, massive beard. Yeah, yeah, those were good days. But but we, we had an episode entitled uh, "Please Don't Thank Me for My Service." Oh yeah, remember that? I was, that I was a little bit more raw in that episode. But you, yeah. were, you were, but 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 it we we hit specifically on this issue that um, one of the worst things that you can do as an individual when combat vets come out of service into civilian life into your church is put them on a pedestal that they are not designed 
yeah. not created Nor to be on, yeah. right? And here's the thing. Let's be clear. This is not just veterans. <laughs> this is anybody. Oh, this yeah. is pastors. This is elders. This is deacons. This is members. Anybody. Yeah. You put them up on that pedestal, right? We've talked about this before. We were not created. As humans, we are not created in our DNA in the way that we were created by God. We were not designed to handle fame well. Yeah. We don't, we don't handle it well. Yeah. Right? And you compound that fact yep. with somebody coming out of the service yep. with possible survivor's guilt, oh, uh, yeah. PTS, oh, yeah. uh, tons of those issues, and then you put them on a pedestal, now they are lit, they are more isolated and more on an island now than they've ever been. Yep, absolutely. Right? And that's coming from the church. Absolutely. So I'm not against thanking people for their service. I'm not against, you know, engaging them in that way, but you need to understand where they're coming from. Yeah. And it has to be more than that. Right? Yeah. There has to be more of a relationship than just me honoring you, putting you on a pedestal, and that's where it stops. Yeah, and then on top of that as well, too, you need to understand that not every veteran that comes into your church or service member who's about to get out of the military who comes into your church has seen or experienced combat. Some of them yeah. have not experienced it, but they have had traumatic events happen to them here in what we call garrison or stateside that have influenced them and that have changed their lives forever. I think that one place and one area that the church can really be a welcoming place and a place in where it shepherds people well is women veterans. Women veterans are actually getting out and there is an exponential rate of sexual harassment and sexual assault that you're seeing amongst women veterans and women service members. And if the church isn't coming to that forefront and saying, we care for you, we love you, and we're here for you, and we're going to protect you, if that's not your rallying cry to those women, and it's just, you need to get back into the kitchen, uh, oh my gosh. hold yeah. the telephone, folks. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's, a, that's just one case of one particular demographic of service member and veteran that I think really needs the love and care of a local church to show them that and to show them that unconditionally and also like in a very kind of abiding way. So what what was it for you? Because I, you know, I'm not a veteran. Yeah. I didn't serve. I have a lot of friends that did. Yep. Um, so I've got a small perspective, uh -huh. right? Not as much as you, not as much as honestly any veteran. But what was it for you that helped the most when you came out of the combat environment that you were in, yeah. into the local church, what were the few things that, that, that you experienced that helped make that transition a lot, uh, I don't know if smoother is the right word, but, yeah. <laughs> but, but an easier transition? Yeah, I would say smoother is going to be very difficult. Um, I think in and of my flesh, I just wanted to be alone. Um, just just self-isolation? Yeah, I think there was a lot of self-isolation, a lot of stop pesking, you know, stop pestering me. You know, stop trying to make this right. But yet again, I think that people had good intentions. It just was me and my stubbornness that was just like really, it was that friction of coming back to civilian life to where you're not with the guys that you were with 24 hours a day seven days a week doing missions or hanging out or talking about life. So I think one thing that really helped out was like a lot of different, either a community group, 
or certain men in my local church were just like, let's hang out, come over to my house. Let's just talk. Let's, let's have dinner together. Let's commune with one another in these certain ways. I think that really helped out. And it didn't have to be anything profound. I mean, I remember hanging out with guys around their bonfires and we would, you know, sip a little adult beverage here and there. <laughs> um, this is a kid show. Uh, <laughs> oh, it is? <laughs> Since when? PG. PG-13, maybe. Just like, just different stuff like that. I think just like inviting them into a rhythm that's communal and loving and shows that you care for them no matter what. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think you're going to find that with a lot of individuals that have gone through hard stuff. Is that and and you know it's not across the board, but I think the vast majority that desire to self isolate is going to be very prevalent. Very and true. And you need to realize that those veterans that are coming into your church or that might be in your church, um, they might feel and believe that like nobody can uh, nobody can empathize with yeah. what they've gone through. Yeah. So they're just going to keep it to themselves, right? Yeah. Because it's easier than to try to explain. And try to get someone up to speed because then you're just rehashing all those old wounds, right? Yeah. It's easier just to sit alone with your thoughts um, and not have to rehash that, right? And I had, and I will say this, in those times of self-isolation, I had times where I had thoughts that were, how shall I categorize this? Because they were, they weren't harming suicidal thoughts. They were like, like What's the use? I remember that. I remember yeah, it's that. Kind of, kind of fatalistic. Just. I remember that phrase coming up in my mind several times when I came back. At least four or five months after I came back. Like, what's the use? What's this good for? And it wasn't. And it was. I mean, it could be taken. It could be taken very down the line if I don't. If I didn't get help and if I didn't have community around me, that could have been taken in a very bad context, and that would have turned into some fatalistic suicidal thoughts. I think I was kind of at the more end of the spectrum where it was kind of hopelessness to a certain degree. But yeah, those thoughts were in my mind. And if it wasn't for the community around me hashing it out. And I think what really helped too, is I had friends who were in um, police departments contact me and talk with me and they could actually empathize really well because they'd been through traumatic events too. And they had been taught to talk this out in a very healthy way. And I think if I didn't have that, it would have been exponentially more of a difficult time. So, yeah, yeah. So, so the community of the local church is vital, right? Um, seek out those individuals that you, you know, identify as uh, uh, veterans, right? Um, and, find ways to integrate them into the church without applying that pressure yeah. of having to okay it's time to spill your guts you know we're yeah. going we're going to get together and you're going to tell us every bloody war story you have and we're going to help you work through all of it Ugh. and then you're going to be okay yeah no right? um, <laughs> i think that's the mentality of a lot of people sure. to just think like oh well you know this is going to be a quick thing like yeah. um and often not yeah right um takes time yep. and it takes intentionality and it takes love and yep. patience yep. right i mean just just like again these themes and these concepts that jack and i are talking about it's nothing that is specific to veterans yeah right um we're just making we're just 
applying it specifically to them at the moment. Yeah, and I will say this. I took a mental health first aider class recently that I think really helps out in this. And if anybody has a chance to take that class, please do it. Because the statistics before COVID were one in five Americans deals with some sort of mental health issue or disorder. After COVID, I want to see those numbers because they have had either doubled, tripled or quadrupled over the last year. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, coming from the the biblical counseling background that I have, that that just tells me all the more how vital the community of the local church is. Yeah. For those individuals like that. That's central, man. Like that. That's where that that battlefield like that. That is the front line right there. Yep. And I will say this. If you see a veteran or a service member who's in your church or anybody for that matter, if you notice like the two things that I took away from that mental health first aider course was if you notice somebody who's just off of their routine or they look kind of like not well put together for some reason or just something's off, you got to notice that. Don't try to fix them navigate them to resources and navigate them to a conversation that leads to hope and hopefully leads to resources that can help them out as well too so yeah yeah it requires having the conversation it requires being in community with those individuals and when you see those people um and you know here's the thing i think we've talked about this before don't don't view them or treat them as a project yeah Right. Yes. I mean, they're your brothers and sisters in Christ. They're your family. Right. And they have hurts and needs that are specific to them, just like anybody else does. Yeah. Right. Like we can't be viewing people as, you know, cases in our file cabinet. Yeah. You know, we just check off like, okay, you know, texted him today. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, who else to text? Uh, Like this is an ongoing relationship that the local church needs to have with the veterans that are in there. Right. Um, So community is vital. Right. Community is absolutely vital. I think it's paramount in helping those veterans come in. I I would assume as well that providing ways for your veterans to get plugged in and serve in church. Yeah. Yeah. um, As as it is with anybody, uh, that isolation, not serving in church, just kind of lone wolfing it is not. It's just going to exasperate the problems that are there. Yeah. Right. And we and I have found personally and I have seen it in the life of so many in in the local church that when you are serving in the local church yeah. and you are integrated when you have something to do yeah that that is such a fantastic tool uh for that 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 healing to take root even even deeper yeah. right and i think also as well too in that service you're going to find discipleship there that is going to be organic and it is not going to be this forcing function it is going to be, hey, how's it going? You're, you're doing something in the local church to help out your fellow brothers, welcoming them in on Sunday service, doing production, playing in the band, serving communion. If you do that, depends on how your church is set up. If your deacons do that or if you, your pastors, oversee the Lord's Supper. Um, there's so many different things, so many different teams within, that, within your local church that are are kind of these little pockets of discipleship that happen, right? And those things really help out everybody overall for just general flourishing. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think it, it, we... <laughs> 
I think that's that's hard for some individuals to do. Sure. Because I think when these veterans come in, uh, like we don't want to put any like burden on them, right? Like we yeah. have this kind of we have this mentality like they've they've done enough. <laughs> they've they've kind of earned their earned the right to not have to do anything. Oh. You know what I'm saying? Um, now. I do believe that, you know, especially combat veterans, I mean, I think they should be tax free personally. <laughs> like if we're, if we're going to if we're going to get into the more socioeconomic <laughs> side of things, I do think they need some benefits. But talking about specifically in the local church, yeah. Um we can't have that mentality. Yeah. Right, right. We need to be helping them integrate into the church and finding ways for them to serve, giving them the purpose and to, and to utilize again, like they aren't just like they aren't just a, a, a bump on a log. Like yeah. they have gifts that yep. God has given them yep. for the express purpose of serving the local church, serving their brothers and sisters, right? Yeah. And what's going to be? <laughs> maybe you can touch on this. It, sure. This could either make it easier or it could make it harder. Yeah. That a lot of those veterans are already going to have that service mentality. Yeah. Because they just got out of the service, right? Yeah. Their entire lives for the last at least four years. Yeah. Uh, you know, depending on how long how long they've they've been in, yeah. has been all about service, all about sacrifice. Yeah. Right? Making that transition of showing that look, that that mentality that you have is actually given to you by God. Yeah. And it is the purpose of that is found primarily and ultimately in the service of God through through the local church. Sure. Yeah, I think too, like, don't be afraid to I mean, if, if you know somebody's a combat vet, like, just talk to them. Yeah. They want friendship, and they want camaraderie. You know, that's that's what they're craving. So befriending somebody and at least starting a conversation with them uh, is not going to hurt you. And don't be afraid of them as well, too, because you'd be surprised. Like, the most calm, cool, collective combat veterans you ever meet have had some really heinous stuff happen to them in their lives and any veteran really, to be quite honest, but they are willing to uh, be open and honest with you. As long as you're like, you know, being respectful, please don't ask the dummy questions of like, how many, how many people, people have you killed? killed? <laughs> don't. I knew that was, that's where it was for, going for. <laughs> I knew it for everything in the tithing basket. Do not ask them that question. <laughs> Do not do that. Just like, don't do that. Um, Were just, you there when they pulled down Saddam uh, Hussein's statue? Um, uh. I was actually graduating out of armor officer basic course when we got bin Laden. Oh, really? Yeah, and yeah. dude, it was like, oh, snap. We go into a new chapter in this army right now. But. So uh, here's a question, because I think for a lot of people... The combat vet, or just the veteran in general, is a very intimidating presence, right? Because, like it or not, yeah. there is a, and Jack and I have made fun of it before, but but there is a <laughs> there's a um, there's a stereotype when it comes Bro Jack. to vet Bro Jack. That's right, right? It's the like ultra. It's like the ultra bro, the 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 ultra like extrovert, pump, pump in Florida, Georgia line out of his it, it, dude, exactly, truck. right? That and that 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 type of <laughs> Florida, 
<laughs> Georgia. I'm Lions. sorry. They're the most bro country <laughs> band I could think of. Got yeah, Toby Keith <laughs> cranking to the nines. Oh, dude, I'm sorry. I, oh, that's I'm lame. Not even gonna um, go there, but yeah. I mean, for a lot of people, especially introverts yeah. that are in the church. Yeah. Uh, that is a very intimidating. Oh, yeah. That's a very intimidating uh, personality yeah. to integrate with, right? Yeah. And then you tack onto the fact that this person has killed people. <laughs> that you, Don't ask. Yeah. Don't ask. How, like, what encouragement do you have for individuals yeah. who who don't understand that life, yeah. haven't served, yeah. uh, who don't know how to connect with people on the level of camaraderie that the veterans are used to, yeah. but still want to love them, still want to be an encouragement yeah. and to be a blessing to them as their brother and sister in Christ? Yeah, I think that honestly, so I'm going to give a shout out to Jason. Ask them to sign your Bible. No. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> No, dear God, no. Um, I'm going to give a shout out to Jason Shinovsky over there at Summit Initiative. So that's the organization that I have been working with uh, here at uh, Joint Base Lewis McCord. You shout them out a lot. I do. And They're very they, good. They, I mean, they're going to have to start paying some royalties, man. Uh, like We're giving them a lot of free advertising. Hey, we're working on the DOD uh, contracting deals right now. Can so. the reformatory get on the DOD? No. That would that, be legit. <laughs> no, we We're a federal <laughs> podcast. Hello. Welcome to the reformatory. <laughs> The podcast for the local church, sponsored by the, local by church, the sponsored DOD. By the DOD. <laughs> no, we're and not. Then, like some some like machine gun, like machine gun. We're oh. gonna have to change our intro to Machine Gun Kelly. <laughs> no, <laughs> what is you doing, baby? <laughs> um. <laughs> Sorry, so, I completely railroaded so, that. So Jason Shinovsky from Summit Initiative, he he has never been in the service, but he has a a genuineness and a authentic confidence that comes off that people actually think that he's a veteran. But he's not. But he's just a very confident, you know, confident in his own skin and as a a servant that men in the military will just acknowledge him and say, did you serve? And he's like, no, no, I just, I'm just a dude here to serve you guys, to be quite honest. So, I mean, it's all... You could be intimidated or you could just say, I am going to not give in to fear of man and give in to love and love this person as best as I can and hopefully plug them into a community and keep um, engaging with them. And I think you're going to see a lot of dividends and a lot of benefits to that because that's what that's honestly what service members and combat veterans need is just that just people like caring for them and asking them the hard questions because they go through the same things that you and I do. Obviously there's going to be traumas that maybe you won't be able to, to, you know, sympathize with, with them in that, but they still need to be loved and cared for. And they still need to have friendships and camaraderie and community. And you can do that pretty easily by just, Hey man, how's it going? How are you doing? How's this week going? And just saying, you know, if they've been having a tough time, just say, man, I'm, Really sorry to hear about that. I'm here to listen. I'm here to help you out. If you ever need anything, I'm here for you. So if you have that, just what we call ministry of presence. If you have that ministry of presence with men and women who are coming out of the service, that's going to go a long ways than trying to act like you know everything about the military because yeah. you may not, and that's okay. Right. You know. Right. And be all right. And I think I think this is especially. Um, um, Apropos for 
Memorial Day, be willing and comfortable yeah. with weeping with those who weep. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Like, we started this up saying that, you know, this is this is a difficult day for yeah. vets. Yeah. Because they've lost friends. Yep. They've lost loved ones. They've lost brothers. They've lost sisters, right? Yep. Um, and, and it's a day that is marked by death. Yeah. And death is a sorrowful thing. Yep. Death is a result of the fall, a consequence of sin. Mm-hmm. And it is something that we mourn and we see our Savior mourn in Scripture. Yeah. Right? We see Jesus weeping over the death of his friend, Lazarus. Mm-hmm. He knew he was going to raise Lazarus. Yeah. But he still entered into he that. He still entered into that yeah. because... because of the weight that is there. Mm-hmm. It's not a bad thing to mourn. It's not a bad thing to come alongside somebody and and cry with them yeah. and to be still with them and to yep. hold them and to yep. just just sit with them, right? You don't need to fix it. Yep. You can't fix it. Yeah. Right? Only Jesus can fix it. Yeah. Right? So as you're interacting with these men and women and you're sensing that that sadness and that grief that is there be willing to show them the grace that Christ showed those that he loved mm-hmm. and mourn with them. Yep. Just just be a good friend. Yeah. Point them to the grace that they have received in the gospel. Yeah. And and be a good friend. Yeah. Be a good friend. That doesn't mean that you're going to fix it. You can't, yep. right? But remind them and point them to the one that 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 did, yeah, right. Um, those are just my thoughts. I don't know. I could be way off, but but I think I think that is something that, especially, I think perhaps those in reformdom don't do very well. We don't mm. like crying. Yeah, we don't like nope. showing emotion unless it's anger. Oh, dude, right? I cried um, like five times last week. I felt like, yeah, <laughs> seriously. Um, but. It's a it, it it it's a sad day. Yeah, it is a sad day. Yeah. Um, and here's the thing: it transcends and it goes beyond. It goes beyond America. Yeah, it's the thing. Yeah. Like yes, this is the national day in our country that we set aside for this. But you, as a Christian, have a greater perspective. Yeah, you have a kingdom perspective. Oh yeah, right. And yeah, that's yeah. what these individuals need. Right. They yeah. don't need. Again, I. I, I <laughs> I want to be gracious here and not sound sure. trite, but they don't need ultimately you to come up and then and be like, "Well, see how much they loved their country. <laughs> see how much America meant to them." Like, okay, I mean, obviously, America meant something to them, yeah, because they served and they died protecting that, and that's yeah. that that's that's okay. That's a good thing to celebrate, but that's not the focus. Yeah, that's not what we should be bringing to mind and to the focus of the men and women that are in our church. Yeah. We need to be giving them and 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 sitting with them in that greater perspective. Yeah. Right? That death is evil. It's horrible, but Jesus Christ is better and has conquered it. Yeah. Right? Um like and please, Christians, yeah. Christians have the have the hope that goes beyond Memorial Day. Mhm. Yeah. Please don't say that Jesus is an, air, is an airborne ranger either, because oh my gosh, folks! <laughs> I feel like that's don't a bumper sticker. A, don't appropriate military culture onto our Lord, please. Whatever yeah, you do, yeah, I've seen that. That drives me crazy. <laughs> well, well, I mean, here's the thing. Like, you know what? That smacks of like that smacks of those. Remember those Christian '90s T-shirts? Oh, like the powerlifting, like Jesus, like <laughs> like bench pressing the Dude. cross. Dude, 
Like Jesus, like Jesus. So there was one for UFC. Jesus didn't tap. Oh, <laughs> like oh my goodness! And I can't even. I Dude, can't even. So it. It's it's horrible. It's like it's oh, borderline. Man. It's borderline. I don't. I, I don't. I don't want to say blasphemy, but bad eyes of Jesus. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> there ain't no Jesus in that ice of Jesus. None at all. No, sir. <laughs> uh, well, Jack, my buddy. Yes, sir. I do appreciate your service. I know you hate that, but I do. I'm th- I'm thankful when you say it, Josh, because yeah, I, I know your heart behind it. There we go. I am the, thankful. The randos that come yeah, up that's to right. me and say that. Will, will you be in full regalia on Memorial Day? That's the what vestiments. I want to know. Yes, will you be, Jack's going to show up. Jack's going to show up in his uh, in his dress. Uh, wait, you were an army, so is that dress blues? It was dress blues. Bless, dress blues. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't fit in those. Um, <laughs> if, if any. You know what I have, actually? What do you so, got? So my dad... <laughs> do you have a sword? My No, I don't have a sword either. I could wear my Stetson. I don't know. I can't Ooh. find it. I can't find my Stetson anymore. I was, a, I was a Cav Scout officer, so I don't know if I can find my Stetson anymore. But I do have the Garrison hat. It's like the hot dog vendor hat. Yeah. But I put all I put all my unit uh, crests pins right. yeah, on yeah, yeah, it, yeah. and then my rank and stuff like that. I might wear that. I don't know. But I mean, yeah, it's just a nice like homage, I guess, because you're what you're doing really on Memorial Day, too, is you're honoring the people that came before you. Right. Yeah. You're honoring their death and their sacrifice the same way. I wouldn't say the same way, but in somewhat of a way that which we give honor and glory to our Lord Jesus on Good Friday. And I would just say, be patient with people. If they put on, I'm sure I'm going to put something on social media like, I'm going to have a tough day. And I know Josh is going to be there to give me a Marco or to give me a text saying he's going to pray for me. You know. And that's fantastic. If you you are one of those people that sees veterans, just give them a text and say that you appreciate them and that you're praying for them that day. Just say that to them because they're going to feel loved and they're going to be feel cared for in that moment. And if your pastor... Please shepherd the hearts of those men and women who are going through that. So, yeah. Love it. Love it, love it. That's right, man. Well, Jack, I think we have uh, done what we always do. And exhausted the, exhausted the grain the silos of the Lord. <laughs> yeah. Oh, right. We raided them yeah. and gave them back to the peoples. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's what we did. That's Yeah, that's, that's exactly that's what we did. Yeah, I'm sure people are really feeling that right now. Yeah. Sound like Jack Nicholson as the Joker. <laughs> I'm so ridiculous right now. I'm sorry. I'm you totally are, rabbit trailing right now. You're hyped, man. I, like, yeah. yeah. I don't know. I'm just. Had a long day. I, I, yeah. I, I guess I'm just thankful for this conversation and to have people in my life who can understand this in a good way and perspective. So I just want to help those people out in the church as well, too. But um, if you appreciate josh and i's ramblings and vacillations if you will on certain demographics of your local church you too can follow us further on the sociables if you will uh on the instantgram the tweaker little blue bird site if you will and um also the facebook the Zuck site. The, the Zuck site. The Zuckers. Oh, and, and by the way, our, our Instagram has basically just turned into a meme page now. 
We dude. got savage memes, dude. <laughs> Savage memes. You have been appropriating all the nine marks, guys. No, no, no. Okay, hold up. Hold Although up. that is our hold tribe, up. we're, yeah, no, we're yeah. unashamed about of that. Of course. But. Uh, but here's the thing: anything I appropriate, I give credit to. That's very true. Right? But I haven't done that a whole lot. Most of them have been originals. And I had yeah. I had one. It was the one where uh, it was like it was like the little square dude. Oh saying, my! Like, I don't need the local church. And then it's like my flesh and the world, and they're just. Beating, beating the living the snot. snot out of him, dude. And they're that laughing one, while they're that doing one it. made rounds, dude. I'm seeing it. <laughs> I'm seeing it on other. I'm seeing it on other accounts. Like people are screenshotting it and like sharing it. I'm so proud. And and I made sure to like watermark like reformatory pod in the corner. <laughs> oh, you're gonna be one of those guys. We're gonna you, be oh, that. We're oh, gonna yeah. be that Instagram. Oh, come page on. now. Oh, come on. <laughs> Follow the reformatory on Instagram for some dank local church memes. Yep. Yeah. All all of those uh, associable sites are at Reformatory Pod. Josh, tell the lovely people how they can be our patrons if they will. If you would like to further support us, other than following our dank meme page, um, you can become a Patreon supporter, which we actually have a new Patreon. Ooh, yep, saving it, saving it till the end. Okay. But I want to shout out uh, and do due diligence and uh, shout the name Hallowed, Hallowed, Hallow it, Hallowed, Hallowed it through the halls. Hallowed it be thy name. Mr. Uh, Rob Patton, as in General Patton. Oh, baby. Tank Commander. Mercy. Yeah. You're speaking my language. Mr. Rob Patton <laughs> has uh, joined the ranks of the Reformatory Pod Patreon group. And we thank you, sir. For your patronage, we salute you. We I am salute. literally oh, saluting you. I'm saluting you into we my mind right now. We salute you, sir. <laughs> we salute you, General Patton. We thank you. Um, but if you too would like your name to be hallowed through hallowed. the halls, hallowed through the halls of this podcast, uh, you can become a patron supporter for as little as a bag of popcorn that you get at the uh, Memorial Day pr- parade a month. Do they oh, still no, do that? Uh, they don't do parades. I would say maybe maybe Memorial a, Day parade would maybe be a, little... a cup of coffee that you get on coffee. Memorial Day breakfast. There you go. There yeah. you go. That is free if you're a veteran. Yes. Yes, that's right. Um, we would greatly, greatly appreciate that. We thank you all so much for listening. Happy Memorial Day! Yes. If you are a server, if you are a service member, we do thank you. We appreciate you. We love you, and we will catch you on the next episode of. The Reformatory.